Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 270, and today's topic is Power Book 4, Forced, episode 205, titled Crown Vic. The description reads... Heightening police presence threatens Tommy and Diamond's bottom line, and they form a coalition with the rival gang. Jannard hits rock bottom, and the Flynn family loyalties are tested with devastating results. So you already know how we do. We about to get into it. We about to break it down, and we about to dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform. After that, I will play the trailer for next week's episode and a sleeper in my Joe Buddy style. Shout out to the Pie Father Joey. As always, if you need to get in touch with me, my Facebook is Alicia Shanice. Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews. Email, Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can inbox, DM, or email me if you have any special recap requests. But that being a TV show, movie, docuseries, <clears throat> or a music album. Or if you have any businesses, brands, or music that you're working on that you would like for me to shout out. All of that is free of charge, of course. I love whom loves me and love to spread love back. And if you listen to the podcast on Spotify, can you please hit the follow button? It helps your girl out in tremendous ways. And while you're on Spotify, check out my music playlist. All you got to do is type in Shanice Loves, click on that picture profile, and it takes you to all of my playlists. And I have every genre because your girl got some long range music ears. I'm still recovering from my little cold I got. So please forgive me if my voice is a little different. But y'all know I had to come dissect this down because this episode was a lot. And we got a lot to talk about. So let's jump into the show and let's go ahead and talk force. Hey y'all, it's your girl Shanice and I'm just coming in and checking in with y'all to remind y'all to protect y'all energy as I always say. Life is at, you know, we have very different stresses at all time high. Why not go ahead and take you guys a nice vacation at a reasonable price with a trusted travel agent, you know? And that could be a solo trip, a trip with your boo thing, a family trip, a girl's trip, a guy's trip, whatever. Just let me let y'all know this right now. Visit tbookedit, T-B-B-O-O-K-E-D-I-T. Follow them on Instagram, on Instagram, or you can send them an email at tbbookedit at gmail.com. The world is a beautiful place. Let them go ahead and help you discover it. Go ahead and release those stress vibes and go ahead and enjoy your vacation. At TB Booked It, they got all the reasonable deals. And just let them know, your girl Shanice, she sent you there. Her name is Shanice. And she's the one.
talk about it. Let me pull my chair up. Let me pull my chair up. <sighs> this episode was a lot. This episode was a lot. Um, We lost a lot of people in this episode. A lot of people. And I do want to say um, Tommy Flanagan, who portrayed Walter Flynn, I was very sad to see him go. I don't know if they let him go because he had to go to another gig, but I I, I I think old man Flynn, I mean, I get, we didn't like him. <laughs> he was racist as hell, but I, 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 I was sad to see old man Flynn go. I think he had a lot of potential as well as Guy Van who portrayed uh, Pauly. Y'all know I liked it, Pauly. And shout out to Patricia Kalimber, who portrays Kate Egan, who I appreciated her performance in this episode. I mean, shout out to the whole cast and crew. They all doing the damn thing, but we lost a lot of people, and this was a solid episode. I do rate it a 10 out of 10, but of course, I have a few complaints, <laughs> but definitely good writing. It opens with D-Max still having a panic attack about, you know, dead Seamus. Tommy tells him, you know, to lay low. And we learn Tommy, uh, not Tommy, but we learn that Diamond has took care of the body. So by Seamus, I don't ever want to hear about Seamus again. I hated his character. <laughs> but shout out to the actor. <laughs> so we see um, in the next scene, Jannard high as usual and not a product because he didn't use it all. And that nigga Yo-Yo, he ain't messing with him. So they can't go to Yo-Yo for no product because everybody knows Jannard is getting high off his own supply. Go listen to Biggie Sung, uh, Ten Crack Commandments, and he broke the major rule. The number one rule, don't get high off your own supply. And Jannard definitely does that, and he gets high off other supplies as well. We're going to talk about Jannard. So... 
he tells his crew he will take care of, you know, getting product, and he runs his high ass out of the crib. Now it cuts to Diamond. He is at his favorite diner, just ready to get some coffee. And we learn somebody named Sid is in hospice, but we don't know, know who Sid is at this point. All of a sudden, it's a shootout by 7-1-T block. They run up in there shooting, yelling, CBI, kill a bitch. So we see his beef in the streets, and this shootout was random, so we didn't know where this was coming from and why it happened. It left it up in the air, leaving multiple dead victims. But it cuts to the hospital, and we see Mariah. She's smiling, walking down the hallway, texting Tommy. And she, you know, smiling, showing all teeth. And her homegirl, you know, she like, who you texting? Because Kendall, you know, he in surgery. And all of a sudden, and, and by the way, I'm like, you smiling, texting Tommy. Tommy got time to text with all the shit he got going on. <laughs> but they say, no matter what a man got going on and how busy he is, he will make time for who he wants to. But back to the story. All of a sudden, one of the victims um, from the diner shooting gets brought in, and it hits close to home from uh, Mar Mar Mariah. Is it shit? Is it Maria? Maria? I, listen, I don't know. In some scenes, some people call her Maria, and in some scenes, they call her uh, Maria. So, you know, sometime I'm gonna call her Maria, and sometime I'm gonna call her Mariah. But y'all know who I'm talking about. But shout out to the actress because she came from um, my television show. I recap you, and I really liked it her when she portrayed the Delilah character, and I like her in this series too. But she got two names. I don't know if she Maria or Mariah, but y'all know who I'm talking about. Now, the it it hits home for her because the girls, you know, she's speaking in Spanish. She's she's yelling about her father and like tell him like make sure you tell him I love him. And it just hits home for her, you know, the violence, um, just the similarities they have. They're close in age. They both have a father who have this has the same name, and um, you know, they take her into trauma. Now, Tommy comes to the barbershop and Diamond fills him in on the shooting that took place and tells him, you know, about the past history and how he knows the leader of the group of that that particular gang. And, um, you know, when the, they actually been beefing, they used to all be together, but they've been beefing since 94, since the big split. But, you know, he was locked up with the dude, um, <clears throat> King Kilo. And, you know, they had talked about a coalition, so they come up, you know, with a plan to see what he can do. But <clears throat> they see D-Mac outside. So, of course, Tommy takes him into the, takes him home and hemming him up, slamming him up against the wall. And then comes NJP like, you know, hold on, bro. What the fuck you doing on my son? Which is understandable, right? Because, you know, shit is random. You just walk in the house and your son getting hemmed up. And um, Kate walks in, she's confused, but Tommy runs out like, you know, keep D-Mac in the house and he will explain later. Now, <clears throat> the task force takes punk-ass Vic in for questioning, but he kind of laughs it off and, you know, he's just yelling lawyer in a condescending tone. And Stacy, like, all right, just let him go. Let him go. She knows Flynn is the way to get the Egan, and she knows that eventually he will mess up. And it's all about her breaking this big case and getting the Egan, who was supposed to be dead in New York, 
to, you know, it's basically all about her getting into the mayor's office and this is being the biggest case she's going to break in her career. So she's trying to play it smart and DeFranco, her husband, is looking at her like, bitch, you lost your mind. <laughs> because he like, you know, it's a way to do it. Are you sure you want to do it? But we see in the end, Vic did run back and we're going to talk about Vic. So D-Mac <clears throat> and a shot of cop. <clears throat> But all he can think about is Miss Genesis. And in walks Grandma Kate with a with $20, sending him on his merry way. Now, Kate loves being a grandma. <laughs> Kate, Kate is trying. I will give her that. The Kate we know from OG Power, she is definitely trying. And she's trying to make up for her bad ways with her grandson and trying to stay clean. So the only thing she could think about is, you know what, I know you're in trouble with Tommy, but, you know, you go find your little girlfriend and get some Trojan, and, you know, I'll deal with Tommy. So D-Mac runs his happy ass out the house. He ain't even thinking about the repercussions. All he's thinking about is, um, you know, explaining to Genesis that he didn't stand her up. And we're also seeing D-Mac is a child. He's a kid. And I want to stress, D-Mac is a kid. So we go to the next scene and Jannard takes his high ass to the project and robs Manny for the stash and the car and steals the chain. Takes it back to his crew like he got the shit from Miguel. One of his workers realizes like, listen, that, that's that's Manny chain. And Jannard like, what? That ain't, that ain't Manny's, that's mine. <laughs> So they all look at him like the fool he is because Jannard is just losing respect all across the board. Even when he walked in the projects, he had no respect in there. So in the next scene, we see the meeting with Claudia and Doyle. And we meet Big Red. Now, before we know the Irishman, they sit the uh, four horsemen, but Big Red claims he's the apocalypse. But it wouldn't be the power universe if they didn't bring in a big bad character and we're thinking that we about to see a lot and they go down like you know a little kid at the candy store so they put the plan in motion to kill old man Flynn. now it cuts to the next scene and kendra takes the call to um king kilo in the pen and the call is from diamond He's talking to him about the coalition and them working together. And Kilo was all ears, but, he, you know, he lets him know, like, if we're going to do this, I won't, you know, half in the joint. But while Diamond is discussing it, Tommy just grabs the phone and hangs up on him, making shit worse. And, you know, I just thought that was abrupt and he shouldn't have done that because you already just started all this shit when you killed Chewy. This is not New York. This is Chicago. And it's different. It's a different ball game. It's different rules. It's gang affiliated. You can't just be doing this. And if it's already been a big shootout and he got King Kilo on the phone, why the fuck just hang up on him like that? That's going to start more stuff. So Diamond tries to explain this to Tommy, but he's still not getting it. Then, you know, Diamond tells him, like, look, I know D-Mac is your nephew, but you're going to have to take care of him before I will. Not to mention, uh, D-Mac did shoot Seamus because he had a gun in y'all head. But we gonna, I'm going to talk about that a little more. A little more. Because, well, we can talk about it right now. I get D-Mac fucked up. 
But I don't get all of this anxiousness from Tommy. The reason why I say this is because if we go back to the old school power, this is the same Tommy who got about 100 bodies that he didn't got rid of and nobody ever found out. This is the same Tommy who broke in Proctor's home and killed a federal agent like it was nothing. This is the same Tommy who broke in Sachs' home, tied him up while he was trying to jack off to a porno, put a bag over his head, suffocated him, but then let him, you know, still let him breathe, knowing that it was Tommy in his house. So, Tommy, you have done much worse in New York and got away with it. It's nothing with y'all killing this dirty cop, getting rid of the body. I, I, I just... I, I just need everybody to relax. We've done this plenty of times. We know where the graveyard is and where the digger hole is at. So I just need him to relax and calm down and realize he's timely. And they didn't even have to get rid of D-Mac like that. They didn't even really have to go like that. But we'll talk more about that in a minute. Now, we see in the next scene, Maria is upset about losing the um, patient at the hospital from the shooting. She's telling Kendall about, you know, it's just, you know, heartbreaking and they had so many similarities and Kendall ain't trying to hear it. He basically like, you know what, you need to get over it and grow up, which makes it easier for her to break up with him because she didn't want to be with him anyway. She didn't have a taste of Tommy. She ain't thinking about no surgeon Kendall. So that was just her way to break up with him. You know how when you're mad at somebody, you pick a fight for no reason just for y'all to stop talking? Well, that's what Maria did. So she really was getting what she wanted. Miguel sees her, you know, them arguing, not knowing what the hell going on. So he gets his own little plan in motion. And I told y'all, I don't take Miguel serious no more since I seen him get punked out by El Che. Because Kendall didn't even do nothing but grab a little arm. El Che didn't threaten to get her get her raped from Sinaloa to Tijuana. And Miguel ain't did shit to El Che. So I can't take Miguel serious. Now it cuts to the next scene. And Doyle gets a celebration fuck from Claudia. That last only about 30 seconds. She was looking out the window the whole damn time waiting for it to get, get over with. And the whole time she just sitting there rolling her eyes before she can roll her eyes from left to right, he didn't bust a nut. So he gets his celebration fuck and then drops a bombshell on her that Doblin is old school. So after old man Flynn is dead, baby, you still not going to be the queen because he will only deal with Vic. That reminds her, oh, well, Vic is alive. I will never be queen. So when he does tell her that the plan is moved up 30 minutes, this bitch does not let Vic know setting him up. So I'm just like, you know what? Even if you kill old man Flynn and Vic, bitch, you will never be queen. By the way, do y'all know I hate Claudia for killing Liliana and Doc? And I just don't like her. So we get to the next scene. And old head Jesse in the barbershop tells Diamond that he needs to go see Big Sid. Big Sid. They have too much history with each other and he's dying and that's Big Sid. So we do learn, you know, this Big Sid person got a lot of respect and him and Diamond got a lot of history. But at this time, we're not knowing that it's his pops. So Diamond calls Jannard, but of course his high ass does not answer the phone. So, of course, he calls Shanti, and Shanti gets the news to Jannard. When 
Jannard walks in. Shanti knows Jannard is off his rocket. She tries to talk to him, but he runs out of there. So we finally meet Big Sid in the next scene. And we see that he is Diamond and Jannard's father. <laughs> this nigga on his dying bed talking about, I never wanted to be a father. <laughs> I'm just like, well, damn. <laughs> like, you just gonna die talking shit. <laughs> I mean, they heard about some heartless stuff and all. But he on his dying bed talking about some, I never wanted to be a father and I never liked it. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, pops. He end up, you know, losing it. The nurses comes up in there and Diamond just stands there. So we see in the next scene, uh, Vic arrives at old man Flynn's house and Uncle Paulie is there. And it was just like, in y'all ever seen the movie Eve's by you when Samuel Jackson would get into it, one of the dudes at the party when they was drunk and he'd tell him to go ahead and sleep it off and call and apologize tomorrow. Well, that's what it was with old man Flynn and Paulie. Old man Flynn went over Paulie's house that night drunk, and the next day they was back apologizing and everything is all good. So they having the time of their lives, pouring up bottles, getting ready to have a good dinner, enjoy family time. Vic is having a panic attack for the 50th time, trying to get Uncle Paulie out the house, but Uncle Paulie like, I ain't going nowhere, it's all about the family. So Jannard goes to see his dad, but he leaves when he sees Diamond in the hospital room. We see in the next scene, Tommy tells JP about DMAC and tells him, you know, everything about the shooting and it's only one way to handle this. And it kind of leaves the audience guessing the whole time because he's texting Big Smurf to handle something for him. And we see a few scenes down that um, DMAC, you know, seen Genesis, but before he could say anything, they kidnapped him. So <clears throat> all we know is that Tommy said he needed to end it. So it left us guessing. And that whole time until I seen D-Mac again, I was pissed off at Tommy. I ain't, listen, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I'm like, I, I, I took a liking into D-Mac. Um, as far as the characters for this show, I really took a liking in the old man Flynn. I know I wasn't supposed to like his character because he was, you know, a womanizer. He was racist. He was old school, but I liked it um his character because it was true to form of how them old irishman gangsters is and he was such a good actor at what he did and he was had really good potential to be a great antagonist for the show and bring more drama and more shooting and you know just more drama he's supposed to be the big man who done built all this i just felt like it was what power does. They build a character up and let him go down too easy. So I, I took a liking in the old man Flynn. I took a like, I'm taking a liking into Shanti's character. And I like D-Max character. I think he's young, he's smart, and he has a lot of potential. So, and I just think it's on how all of the adults around him are just wanting him to just be like, oh no, go to school and do your math and do this. Yeah, he should go to school, but it's unrealistic to think that this young man who's been in the streets and living on the streets his whole 16 years, you know, his dad wasn't in his life. It sounds like his mom was all over the place is going to just change like that. He's been working for CBI, you know, Jannar all this time. So I just don't like how they're doing that. But um, those are three people that I really took a liking into into the show um, <clears throat> so far. Um, <clears throat> so after that, we see um, 
what happened in the next scene um the war starts at old man flynn's and old man flynn was ready for war on some scarface shit he was grabbing the gats looking at the surveillance cameras just like you know tony montana was when he was uh seen um was uh seen uh What's dude name? What's dude name? It's on the top of my, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, what was what was dude name who killed Tony Montana? Sosa. When Sosa crew pulled up, uh, old man Flynn was just like that. He watching all of them come on up on the surveillance family, grabbing the gats like you ready, Polly. And Polly was loyal to the end. Polly grabbed his two gats. Went to, you know what I'm saying? Polly walked outside like what? Vic tried to stop him like the little punk he is. And Polly was like, What? This is family. Hell no, I ain't going nowhere. Polly went out like a G. I respected it. And old man Flynn went out talking shit as usual. Vic was about to cry the whole time he was getting ready to shoot his daddy. And I'm just like, this is just something with the power universe of what they do. Like does everybody gotta kill their daddy? Tariq killed Ghost. Tommy killed um uh Teresi. I mean, it's just like, why do all of the sons have to kill their father? Kanan, he shot his daddy and kill him, but he shot him. I'm just like, everybody gotta kill their damn daddy in the power universe. Can't nobody just love their daddy. But Vic privileged ass is crying the whole time. <laughs> he about to shoot old man Flynn. Old man Flynn went out like a gangster. Like, pull the damn trigger. <laughs> like a goddamn pirate. I'm just like, really, Vic? He, he, listen, I, I can't take Vic serious. Y'all might can take Vic serious, but I just, I can't take Vic serious. So we see Big Red, who came in to be the apocalypse. We see he wasn't about nothing. So... Here we go again with the power universe, losing every major character they bring in with all this potential and we lose them too early. All the time, I can name it, you know, which some actors do have to leave for different reasons. Like I know the Lobos character in the original power, Courtney wanted to keep him on. She had so much she wanted to do with that character, but he was, he had other, um, endeavors that he had to do he had i think he was working on a movie and um so this actor he might have had other things he was working on as well with different shows but they do it all the time all the time and did i tell y'all that i can't stand claudia or vic it should have been one of them but it cuts to the next scene and janard goes to the dope house <laughs> but the dope man is out of product he didn't gave it all to the white boy. So, Jannard finds a new high buddy. <laughs> and he moves from sniffing heroin to using needles, giving stolen chains away to the white dude, turning into an old school junkie. And all I could think is, nigga, it is 2023. And you just gonna share needles like that. You done turned into that damn much of a junkie that you, it's 2023 and you just gonna share needles with somebody you met 30 seconds ago. Okay, Jannard. So as much as I couldn't stand Jannard in season one, I can't help but have pity on him now because he is just so pitiful. So we move into the next scene and Miguel does some unnecessary torture on Surgeon Kendall. For no damn reason. This was just so unnecessary to 
chop off this surgeon's hands like this. It, it just ruined his career. I didn't understand it. And when Mariah finds out, Maria, when she finds out, she's going to be pissed. So it cuts back to Vic. He goes back to Claudia's when she's with Doyle, realizing it was a setup. And, you know, Brandon Doyle, he didn't realize what was going on as he's trying to tell him, like I told Claudia, she shoots Brandon Doyle, which is going to be repercussion for her. Because when Doblin, who runs everything, finds out that Brandon Doyle is dead, that's going to be repercussions for Claudia. Bitch, you will never be queen. So it cuts to the next scene. And I hate Claudia. We could have still had Liliana around if it wasn't for her. Liliana was a soldier. And she kept Tommy on his toes. So we see Big Sid. He wakes up and Diamond is by his side. They have a heart to heart. He apologizes <laughs> and tells him, you know, Diamond was always special. He never needed him. He lets him know that Jannard was really not meant for the streets. And his dying wishes for Diamond to look out for his baby brother. So that <clears throat> played a major part in what we seen at the end with Diamond and Jannard making amends. So that was a nice moment between father and son. Now, Tommy comes there for support, also with guilt, because he realizes a lot of this is his fault from, you know, killing Chewie in the first place and then um, also lying about DMAT, because this will actually be the second se big secret that Tommy is keeping from Diamond, for one being messing with Maria, knowing that's going to bring repercussion for Miguel, and now the whole situation with DMAT. So he comes to check on him and lets him know, like, you know what, a lot of this is my fault. We can um go ahead and, you know, make that deal with King Kilo, <clears throat> you know, to trying to smooth stuff over. So we get into the next scene, and this scene broke my heart because when Kate asked about DMAC and they kind of make, you know, make her think that he's dead. And she broke down like that. It hurt me. And that was some great acting from her. Um, all she could say is, I raise animals. And Tommy threatens her. And she know that he will kill her. I mean, he'll, he killed Holly. He killed Tereshi. He killed their damn body. <laughs> so she knows that he will do it. And then we got JP sitting there like, well, you didn't raise us. I'm like, you shut your bitches <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad for how they did Kate because Kate was trying. Kate was trying. I felt like they could have handled that better. And um, that caused her to go relapse. So I'm hoping that we're not about to say goodbye to Kate, but I kind of see her leaving before we get to the season finale. I don't know if she's going to do something stupid causing Tommy to kill her or if she's going to get a hold to some bad drugs. But I don't think we will see Kate in season three. In the next scene, we see Jannard. He's high now, so he arrives back to the hospital ready to say his goodbyes to his father, and Diamond tells him that he passed away. He breaks down. Diamond gives him, you know, his last message from his father, telling him that, you know, he was his favorite, and they make amends. Now, I'm all cool with them making amends, but Jannard is grimy. And now he is definitely a junkie. Watch your back, Diamond. No matter how pitiful we feel for Jannard, my nigga a junkie now. But to be fair, 
Jannar was on some boss stuff. The 15 years Diamond was locked up. He was running CBI. So he really was on some boss stuff. And I do want to just go back and watch season one again so we can dissect Jannar's character. Because he has a very interesting character. I don't like him, but I do kind of like him. It's weird. So I got a little bit of redemption for Tommy. Because I seen D-Mac is still alive. Y'all, I have taken a liking into little D-Mac. I think D-Mac's character, he's so young and he's so smart. I still think this character has a lot of potential. So I was so happy to see that he's alive. He's been kidnapped, abducted, and now he's at cow school. So he has a panic attack. Tommy calls him and lets him know that he's doing this for his own good. And he will let him know when he can come back. He has a temper tantrum, of course, but he has two bodyguards to make sure his ass ain't going nowhere. So I'm wondering, is we going to see something of him being at this school? He's at Great Shores Residential. Is he going to run into somebody? I seen some, um, one of the fans put a theory out there like, is this somewhere he's going to run into Elisa Marie? Because that one episode in the original Power, that was all about Tommy when, you know, he was he kidnapped Elisa Marie. We seen that if she came back for some type of revenge and then just, you know, how good of an actress she was, that it could really be something. Not saying that it's going to be a crossover here, but that was another fan's theory. And I had liked it, that theory. But I'm wondering, what are we going to see from him being at the school? Are we going to be introduced to something else? So I'm looking forward to see what they're going to do with that. Um, So <clears throat> we go and we get to the final scene. And we see Vic. He goes to see Miss Stacy, future mayor of Chicago. <laughs> and he turns informant. And she tells him that she wants him to infiltrate CBI to bring Tommy down. Snitch Vic wants out the game. And that was my recap for episode five. Episode 205, I thought this was a fire-ass episode. I was disappointed to see old man Flynn go, because like I said, not that I just liked his character that much. I know he would, you know what he was, but the way he portrayed it was well done, and he had a lot of potential. I think Brendan Doyle had a lot of potential. I think they, they dropped the ball on that, but, you know, there's so much going on with just the writer strike and then you know people having other contracts with other obligations with movies they're working on and tv deals some characters just can't stay on long but um we lost a lot of people in this episode it was a lot of killing in this episode and then there was a lot of damage done that we're going to see on um, how the season plays out now i'm still thinking that we are going to see Tariq and brayden appear as a crossover and i know we're going to see uh Blanca Rodriguez, she's going to do a crossover as well. And I would love to see 2-Bit on here as well. So, I mean, the season is getting better and better. This this season is doing amazing. And, you know, it's great, it's great writing. It's definitely great writing. And I'm seeing a lot of potential in the Janara's character. I really, really am seeing a lot of potential in Janara's character. But I am going to play the trailer for next week. And then I have a sleeper for you guys. Um, here is the trailer for episode 6. The king is dead. His territory. Let's make it ours. Let me help you. Go ahead and see if you have peace. Every time I try working with a Flynn, I end up dodging bullets. I won't bring Janara back here. CBI is stronger together. We coming for the north side. You're a pirate. You don't understand boundaries. 
Please make her suffer. It looks like action, um, action packed for season, um, for episode six. It looks like that episode is definitely going to be action packed. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Um, so let's go ahead and play the sleeper in my show button style. Shout out to the pod father Joey, who keep the pod wars alive with all of. The stuff he got going on in um, the podcast world. Let me see what I'm gonna play. It was um a lot of commission talk, so let's play some old school commission by Shine. Who's to blame? 
Shine, motherfucker, don't forget the name. Stretch the cane, took up the house in the plane. Till my massacre slain, brains hang from the window on my range. Fuck the feds, two green and one red. Fun tight, hold the dice in this game of life. Ain't safe to fight, head like a must. Fallen angels and angel dust. My team do dirt to a boy laying in the dust. Uh, but we draw some portraits in my fortress. Of course, it's Poe, but I'm saying an aeroplane. 400 horses low, platinum cable round table. So let the bosses know I'm taking over. Cause they call my team a naked soda They say money ain't everything You fucking right, nigga, it's the only thing And God, we trust the only thing I look into my enemies' eye Let them know you play fly, you go out Kennedy style Bitch, I'll die for Take the stand, lie for Don't try, get up in the chair, fry for Never tell them it's legit Rather swim with the fishing Motherfucker, respect it, the commission Uh, die for Get on the stand, lie for Low trial, get up in the chair, fry for Never tell them the snitching Rather swim with the fishing Motherfucker respected the commission uh. Let's take it to Chicago for one moment Before we end this pod Chicago just for one moment. My next sleeper would be a Chicago drill song for uh, power. Um, I'm going to try to come on tomorrow for um, a 90 segment. I want to do um, New York Undercover um, episode. I think it's episode 18 from season one called Manchild. I'm going to try to come on. Um, I just been, I'm really behind right now because I've been under the weather. So this whole week I've been in the bed trying to get my strength back. I'm almost there. Uh, but I'm going to try to come on tomorrow. That's that's my goal. Uh, I want to get that man-child episode for our 90s recaps. But I'm really enjoying power. I'm really enjoying this, uh, this, this season uh, so far. But we are going into the weekend. So if you guys get out, please be safe and have fun if you're gonna get out just be safe and protect your energy please stay away from anybody who is the enemy to your energy and just know that the sky is the limit so if you have goals please go after them the sky is the limit go after what you want you can do it you can do anything you put your mind to of course it takes time y'all know me i've been working on things since 2020 i was meant to be done last year i'm not done but i know you know god has his timing for everything so i'm being patient i'm trusting the process and i'm just wanting to spread that love and that energy and good vibrations to you and let you know that you can do whatever you want to do so just protect the energy protect your energy stay away stay away from anybody who was the enemy to your energy and know that 
everybody does not deserve your time and that's not being selfish it's okay to put yourself first we only got one life to live so live it to the fullest i love you guys to the fullest i thank you for your support if you have anything that you're working on please hit me up so i can spread love back and even if you just want to say what's up that's cool too so on that note it's your girl shanice and i'm out Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.